Welcome back to the Football Kingdom Podcast. With me as always is Tyler Mallon. I'm Brandon Johnson. We're officially through Super Wild Card Weekend, and I am pretty sure that I went 3-3 three and three on my picks. There were um, some, some upsets or matchups that didn't really go the way that I had in had expected them to go but as always on this show we're going to start with the kansas city chiefs kansas city hosted the miami dolphins on saturday night at arrowhead stadium in negative degree temperature i was watching from the warmth of my own couch um the chiefs pretty much had a low effort win over Miami. I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, pretty, pretty good cakewalk of a game, Tyler. Would you say? Yeah, the Dolphins did not want to be there. <laughs> it, it was it was such an obvious like, please make this game end. <laughs> I mean, they were the low effort team. My my, my goodness. I mean, honestly, this. This was actually one of the better Chiefs games this year, and they had they had one of the better you know games against the Dolphins earlier in the year in Germany as well, you know, because every one of their drives I don't have a drive chart up, but I mean my goodness, like they had these long drives, you know, marching down the field again, you know, red zone troubles, but you know they they looked a lot better than they have for a while. Yeah, I I would say. I would say the one negative of the game other than the temperature was the red zone issues that they were having to settle for field goals again. And obviously drops were still a factor, um, but definitely the red zone problems stood out the most. Um, The defense was on point. They gave up the one big touchdown to Tyreek Hill. But other than that, they pretty much shut everybody down. The offense looked like it was in rhythm for the most part again just need to to actually get in the end zone when uh they have those red zone opportunities. Yeah, and they um it's really awesome that um you know, Rasheed Rice is the clear number 1. He's he's obviously shown that, but for him to come in and you know, have the the most yards of any receiver in the playoffs like since Tyreek, you know, and as a rookie like he, I think he, he had set a, a a record, a rookie record playoff record before um, Puka Nakua had his night. You know, yeah, like he had set some pretty awesome numbers, and you know, and you know, Kelsey uh, looking like his old self, and obviously, and again, like his new self because he dropped a touchdown pass. He dropped you know, a, in the one, game, and I want to say he had three drops. Well, he did, yeah. He did still have, he still was the new, you know, Kelsey where it's like, I don't recognize this guy who's dropping passes like everybody else, but yeah, yeah, he did drop a touchdown pad. That one I definitely remember, but um, he looks better, you know, like, and I say that because he, it's, it's like he lost his confidence recently, you know, like that's the best way to describe him and honestly a lot of the team, but him, like he, he. You know, he I can tell he's really blaming himself out there because he's like, I'm supposed to be, you know, the leader here and the veteran. I can't be making the same mistakes as everybody else. And 
he's obviously way too hard on himself. But I think he's hopefully gotten out of that funk, and yeah, this next game coming up should be exciting. Yeah, it should be. And Patrick Mahomes had a good uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of playoff game. Uh, 262, one touchdown, but he had a big, big run yeah. in this game uh, that <laughs> resulted in his helmet literally <laughs> breaking. And I'm assuming it was just because it was that cold outside that yeah. his helmet was just like, I, I give up. And it just broke. I've literally never seen that happen. That was legendary. Like that was, that was such a cool moment. I mean, it's obviously you don't want him to get hurt, but uh, just another like highlight reel for his career of like, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm gonna you know go toe to toe with somebody and break my helmet. And they did like stop the play without calling timeout, which I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm if not going to pretend. Any other quarterback. It's like, yeah, they guess what? He's a quarterback. He's also Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's going to get special treatment. They're not going to charge the Chiefs timeout. I saw a lot of Twitter going crazy about this. I, Twitter seemed like it was acting like this had some huge impact on the game. Though. Right. Like, yeah, this isn't the reason that no. the Dolphins lost. The Dolphins didn't show up. Like, no. Honestly, we're doing you a favor by helping you, you know, be able to go back into the warmth sooner by letting the the clock just continue and make a make a change. Honestly, and the Chiefs shouldn't have been charged with a timeout there. It was a safety thing. Hey, right. We got to get, get this changed. The referees, if anything, should have been the ones to be like, all right, stop the clock. We got to get this guy a new helmet. Like it shouldn't have been. Yeah, I don't know. On the Chiefs. There is a. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm not even sure if there is a rule for that. Because, I, yeah, I don't know if they would treat it like an injury. Like, hey, you're injured. You need to go out for one play or something weird. That's it what I actually just... thought was going to happen. Right. I, th- I thought they were making him come out. But Right. But I honestly think they'd just let him play. But I was like, nah, if, if the refs see that. And that this is another thing where um, uh, Greg Rosenthal of the NFL, he said this all the time, where the broadcast can influence the game and it's normally on uh reviews like on like replays and like drop passes and stuff because if if, like the the announcers are like thinking oh well that's a drop pass or that was a catch you know and then like he you know this is a little more conspiracy theory which he is not getting into but he's like well i he's like i think that might you know actually affect like coaches like who like challenge plays they might actually be saying oh yeah we might have a better chance of this because if this is what they're seeing, you know, there's been other stuff about that. But as they're saying all that, they're like, oh, I wonder if they should get rid of it. Because like, I don't think think the, the refs even knew it even noticed like the helmet was necessarily broken. And I feel like that was like a call from New York. You know, it's like, hey, get this dude's helmet fixed, please, because that's dangerous. Yeah, I think so, too, because didn't they run one play with a broken helmet? They did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they were right. They were probably five yards out you know, from the, from the end zone. And then they kind of stopped him and that it just, the timing of it, I don't know. It just all kind of felt like, yeah, New York was like telling the refs and there wasn't there. A, I don't know if it was in, in this game or this weekend, but there was a call that got overturned, but without being like challenged or no, it was challenged, but they went to go review it and it was, they didn't even get under the, 
you know, they they didn't go look at the the video review. They were immediately like, "Oh yeah, we we messed up the." You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was, was like the this fast, it was the fastest challenge in history. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. They think didn't it... even go under the hood where they were like, "Oh, we're gonna see where the ball was placed." They're like, "Oh yeah, we actually screwed that up, and we're gonna move that." Yeah. I was like, "That's definitely New York saying, hey, it's one yard this way or that way or whatever it was.'" But which I like that. Oh, it was the spot. It was the spot. It was Rasheed Rice was. Uh... Was it our game? Okay. Yeah, Rasheed Rice was, um, like just short or he had been marked just short of the first down and i actually thought he was short uh as well but yeah it took uh, 10 seconds for them to be like yeah it's a first down well the guy on the field did not make that call he was like going to see the video and he was like oh we're good that's (laughs) that's how it should be that is how a challenge i would love that expedite it get it done we don't need to waste three minutes on a challenge we don't right just Hey, yeah. If the head of officiating is yeah. seeing it live, like let him make the call and tell the dudes on the field. Yeah, much like you know the robo ump, you know, in baseball, you know that might, you know, eventually uh, become a thing. It's just like yeah, let that, let that type of technology kind of help. That yeah. would actually be a positive. But yeah, honestly, going back to the Dolphins, like that was a rough game for them. I really don't know what to think of them. Fraudulent. In their future, well, yes, <laughs> we kind of knew that going in, and I, that's why I was not—I was very confident with this game. Like the way the Chiefs have been playing, the way they've been played, they've been playing at the end of the season. Their they, record against certain teams and the weather—I was like really positive on on this game. There's zero reason that the Dolphins should have been in a position in Week 18 to where they were playing for their division. They should have had that thing wrapped up in week 15. Oh yeah. But yeah, they were just, they, they played poorly down the stretch and then couldn't take care of business at home. And then we all knew that they were not about to come into Kansas city on the road and the conditions that (laughs) were, uh, going on in Kansas city. But yeah, there uh, was, Sorry, there there was five minutes left in the third quarter. Tua had ninety nine yards, and Devon Achain had nine yards, nine ninety nine yards passing. And their best, one of the best running backs of the entire season, had nine yards. <laughs> I mean, with five minutes left in the third, like that's the kind of game the Dolphins are playing. I mean, they they didn't convert a third down until like the fourth quarter or something, the third or fourth quarter. I mean, that's. You know, it's it's says a lot about the defense. They played a much more physical game. And that the Dolphins were one of these teams this whole weekend that did not want to tackle. There's been a lot of bad defensive play this weekend. It was very weird. Yeah. No, a, a nice uh a nice stress free win for the Kansas City Chiefs to uh prepare for their first road game coming up next week, which we'll get to in a little bit but there were obviously six games that went on this weekend and the chiefs were chiefs and dolphins were one of two on saturday the the afternoon game was the afc south champion houston texans hosting the cleveland browns and this was a game that when we were looking at it i thought that the browns would 
go into Houston and be able to just really kind of take care of business just from a specifically from a defensive standpoint. Cleveland has one of the better defenses in the league and Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper and um, Njoku all kind of playing out of their minds. And I really felt like that wasn't going to bode well for Houston, but Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Very, very wrong. (laughs) Uh, CJ Stroud balled out rookie quarterback. Obvious rookie of the year, 274 yards, three touchdowns, and just was able to pick apart Cleveland's defense. Joe Flacco was completely awful through multiple picks, uh, and it was one of multiple blowouts in Super Wildcard Weekend. Yeah, this one, it started really good. It started like you... You were painting the picture of like, yeah, you thought this was going to be a good game. And probably Browns, because they're, you know, more experienced and that defense, you know, you just thought, you know, this is going to be a back and forth game. And then it was, you know, at the beginning there, I think even the Browns were up 14 to 10 in the second quarter. And then it was just, they did, they did nothing. They, They had the two touchdowns in the first two quarters and just disappeared. Like, Joe Flacco had no answers. I don't know if they're throwing exotic blitzes at him or what, but it's like he he lost all of his magic toward the end. Yeah, the magic wore (laughs) off for Joe Flacco. The the clock struck midnight, and he turned back into a pumpkin. Um, Yeah, and then the Texans, I mean, C.J. Stroud was just picking apart, as you said, one of the better defenses in the league. And yeah, that that's perfect time to get hot right now. <laughs> I mean, they've already he's already shown like he is clearly the uh, MVP, like rookie, um, you know, MVP there. But well, yeah, CJ Stroud seems to be games. he seems to be pretty unfazed by right. every everything that's in front of him. So honestly, Houston's going to go on the road to Baltimore next week, and. I like Baltimore in that game, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Baltimore just <laughs> blowing them out. Right. But uh, I think that's actually going to be set up for a fun game. But Cleveland, uh, honestly, they had a really fun, fun ride in a, a fun season. This was the second time in like 21 years that they had made the playoffs. They played, I think, four different quarterbacks this year um yeah won 11 games they have a lot to be proud of as a team um obviously there's really no moral victories in the playoffs but this was a good season for the cleveland browns and while it ended earlier than you would want i think if you're a cleveland fan you have to be happy with uh the results because there were multiple times this season where you're like oh we're done we're done we're done Mm-hmm. And you you somehow overcame a lot of adversity and managed to even make the playoffs. So, lots to be excited about and Cleveland. Yeah, especially for them, they've been the worst team in probably all of sports for a really long time, and that they do like their fan base. 
has been through so much, but this is at least a spark. <clears throat> it's kind of like going back to already their old ways because I think Stefanski was already talking about like, oh, we're going to go back to, um, yep, that guy. <laughs> their other quarterback. Uh, um, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Neither one of us. Deshaun Watson. We got there. There you go. There you go. Deshaun Watson. It's, I don't, it, I can't really blame them. I, again, don't approve of that dude. And I, I try to forget him. who he is. So. Right. But you know what? They, they signed him and that's who they're stuck with. I don't necessarily think they should probably start Joe Flacco either after an entire offseason. I mean, so I think it's realistic that they go back to him, but. Oh, they're uh, going back to Deshaun on... Watson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. they owe him too much money to have him sit on the bench. Right. No, also, sure. Joe Flacco is going to be like 39 next year. <laughs> hey, I'm 39. <laughs> yeah, Texans, they were 3-13-1 last year. And they are now, you know, in the divisional round. Like how much of a... That, they are so ahead of schedule, all because of the quarterback. Yeah, and you know, a good and a, a good head coach. Right. Yeah. And they had a nice draft. Like obviously CJ right. Stroud, but <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. speaks for itself, but some other right. pieces there as well. But yeah, that was Saturday. Moving on to Sunday. There were supposed to be three games, but Bills and Steelers got moved to Monday, which we'll get to in a second. But let's open this up with <laughs> the Cowboys, the old Dallas Cowboys. America's team welcoming in the the Green Bay Packers and I had been kind of beating the drum that the Cowboys hey the Cowboys you know they haven't lost at home since like October of 2022 I like the Cowboys at home um and the Cowboys were the two seed and obviously uh they're gonna get a home game and If they win, they're going to get a home game again in the division round, and likelihood of them playing on the road would be in the AFC Championship game should the 49ers advance. And this game was bad for the Dallas Cowboys basically from the word go. The, The Packers won the toss, took the football, and just marched down the field and all of Dallas's stats and points came in garbage time and none of it matters. And it's just another year, another season of the Dallas Cowboys. This is our year. This is our year. We're winning the Super Bowl. And here we are. Dallas Cowboys and TNT Stadium is going to be dark the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> and the Cowboys are going to sit at home. Dak, once again, was terrible in the playoffs. Don't be a box score noob. He was terrible. <laughs> um, and Jordan Love, on the other hand, was great. Aaron Jones was great. Was Romeo awesome. Dobbs was great. Green Bay's defense, amazing. Dallas defense. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Dallas has one of the better defenses again in the league. Yeah. Just just got smoked. Absolutely smoked. 
I mean, Dallas didn't score a touchdown until it was like, you know, a minute left in the in the first half. You know, they barely got out of there and with the touchdown. Le, yeah, and LaFleur thought that there should have been a false start there anyway, and they should have been able to get it. So, <laughs> But that, that still would have been third down, and, you know, they it would have been basically like 11 yards, you know, out. They, they would have been on the 11 or something. I don't know. But it, you know... I, I at even at that point it, it was still like the beginning of the of the third and I'm like well even if they you know didn't get I I think they still would have scored a touchdown but I was like it wouldn't have mattered you know <laughs> whether or not yeah it was already that one touchdown it was twenty seven yeah. nothing at that point before the touchdown so this was right. this was a game that was already out of reach I mean we saw the biggest comeback in postseason history last year was 28 point deficit like that's not right and this dallas cowboys team looked out of sync there was like cd lamb and uh, dak prescott just looked lost out there and there looked like there was a little bit of frustration on the sideline and he looked like mahomes and his receivers like just not on the same page and dropping passes but yeah they the thing with the cowboys Cause yeah, don't, you shouldn't be hard on yourself. (laughs) Everybody thought the same thing that you just said to open up this, this, uh, this preview here because of this recap, because I thought the same thing. I mean, the doubt they were just so hot, you know, and now they had some weird games away, but they were at home and I thought for sure, you know, I honestly didn't think that green Bay was going to give them that hard of a time anyway. You know, but I thought for sure, like whether or not the Cowboys come out and annihilate a team, I thought for sure they were going to come out and win this game and get rid of all the this past narrative. They were completely in their own heads. That That's the thing that I wanted to say <laughs> watching this game. The whole time I'm like, they, they cannot get out of their own way. They're just in their own heads this whole time. They've completely lost their confidence. The, and and it's, it was the entire team. I mean, Dak was obviously, he said himself he sucked. You know, <laughs> that's a direct quote. And it, it, it was just hard to watch and also really fun to see. The whole America's team thing drives me nuts. I've always hated that, so I'm like, I'm always rooting against them. <laughs> yeah, we've had the Dallas Cowboys shoved down our throats for 30 years now. Right. And they've just, I mean... They haven't done anything since then, but no. The Green Bay Packers are fun because they've been uh, they've been interesting this season because Jordan Love has been kind of is he good? Is he? Oh, he's not good. Oh no, he is good. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Oh no, he's good. He's just and young, he, and he looked he looked he looked great in uh, the biggest spot of his career to this point. So green bay green bay is going to obviously they're the seven seats so they're going to go play san francisco um but that'll be i think it'll be fun i don't think it's going to be a blowout because and maybe it's just like the packers just or the it's just because the cowboys fold and maybe the packers will look completely different next week but uh the cowboys are not gonna they're not gonna fool me next year okay (laughs) well we can talk about that later, but yeah, that's their team might look completely different 
next year. So I think this is like blow up time, especially with Jerry Jones at the helm. So. Yep. Sunday night, the Lions hosted the Rams. This was one of the, the better storylines of super wildcard weekend. We had obviously Detroit, winning their division for the first time in 32 years, 31 years, whatever it is, and having a home playoff game. On top of that, you have the Rams, who have Matthew Stafford as their quarterback, who obviously played over a decade in Detroit, the famous Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford trade. And this was probably the best game of... The wild card round just from like a being competitive. And I actually liked, I liked the Rams in this one. I liked the Rams experience. I liked their quarterback. I liked their coach. I thought they were going to come in, get it done. And they did not. The Lions were able to win at home. And I thought the, I thought the Lions looked pretty good. First playoff win in 32 years. That's crazy. Now, we talked about the Royals not making the playoffs in 29 years. A little bit different, but still, <laughs> you know, you know, good on the, the Lions for doing that. That, that was actually, like, a really fun watch. Um, the Rams actually did show up. I was opposite of you. Um, I really didn't think the Rams were going to put up much of a fight. Uh, I just, I thought there was, the odds were really stacked against them. You know, the Lions were hot. They were really believing in themselves and the home field advantage. And honestly, the Rams, like we said, it was, we really didn't think they were going to, you know, really show out this year. Uh, They were not, you know, any kind of fraud to be in the playoffs, to be in the seventh seed or anything. I'm not saying that, but I I just, I don't know. I, I just did not think they were really gonna do anything but Matt Stafford looked great he also at one point you know I think was completely blacked out on that one day he definitely got knocked out and probably should have maybe had a concussion test but you know that's uh not my job so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no I mean they, they played a lot better than I thought they were going to it was a really close game they had a couple chances toward the end of the game to to win out but um didn't get it done, and now the Lions get a home game again. They get a home game, and honestly, a pretty clear path to the NFC Championship game. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll see. But uh, back to the Rams. <laughs> Puka, Puka Nakua, another uh, rookie, had a great game out of awesome. 181 yards receiving. Uh, they've got a good, good uh, wide receiver for the Rams. But, yeah, like you said, Ram, uh, the the home team, the <laughs> the Detroit Lions, uh, <laughs> gonna be at home next week. Um, which we'll get to that momentarily. But moving on to Monday, there was a, a like I said earlier, there was originally supposed to be one Monday game, but the Bills and Steelers. Bills were hosting the Steelers, and New York had a travel ban because they had a a blizzard, and it literally was not even possible to go anywhere so they pushed the game back to monday 
and Bills, uh, if there's any team that probably didn't belong in the playoffs, it's the Steelers. Yes. So the Bills, <laughs> the Bills uh, in, got an absolute gift that they earned. That's not belittling yeah. the Bills, but they got an absolute gift of an opponent in hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The This was, again, the Bills just... Easy peasy, honestly. It, it, Mason Rudolph was like kind of hilarious to watch because I don't, I know like it was super windy and all that, but like a lot of his throws were just like, what in the, what is happening? What is, yeah. where is he trying to throw the ball to? You're not wrong. There, there, I can remember too that I'm like, who was that to? So I'm like, is, did he really think his receiver was going to continue running in that direction? Because he's throwing it over both the receiver and the defender into no man's land. You know, there's just green grass over there. Like, what was that, you know, throw? But, yeah. you know, it. the first half of this game, and I, you know, it was like, okay, Bills move on, Chiefs play the Bills. Like, Pittsburgh is not winning yeah. this game. You know, and I started making dinner, you know, by the yeah. time halftime rolled around. I and I, I, uh, I had it on in the living room and I'm like, okay. And then they kind of started to make a comeback, but you could still tell it's not really gonna be, you know, a a competitive effort. And um yeah, it it ended the way I thought. And yeah, that that was the one thing I wanted to circle back on is like they were the only team that was kind of fraudulent. That you know, because they did expand the playoffs, you know, the super wild card weekend, which is great so far. But yeah, they were really the only team that was kind of like, I don't really think they have any chance. Yeah. And Josh Allen, I was thinking about Josh Allen when I was watching him. Uh, dude, he is he is every Madden create a player I have ever <laughs> made from a quarterback, just like a dual threat. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> he's just going to take off and he's going to do something a little silly. So there's this whole controversy of like, did Josh Allen fake a slide or did he not? Uh, really? Yeah. People I were like, that. he faked that slide. And, you know, the that's why he gained all those yards. There should be a rule change for that, which honestly, I don't think you should be allowed to fake a slide if you're a quarterback. They no. actually they actually made that rule in college because Kenny Pickett did it. And yep. then they immediately were like, can't do that. So. Right. I think uh, NFL might adopt that because I think if you're uh, a quarterback and you're going to choose to run, then go down or don't. But if you don't go down, you're going to get lit up and you can't can't be mad about it. Like that's what like people were upset with, like Patrick Mahomes, the way that he got hit when he was running. And I'm like, well, he decided to become a runner. So that's yeah. on him. <laughs> like, yeah. That's interesting. I think I'm thinking of the same play and I. He he did slow down, but he kind of juked. He was like a star step. Yeah, yeah I because I, I remember the the Kenny Pickett play, and it was like I was mad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a college football fan. I'm like, you cannot do. They cannot get away with that. Like that yeah. is a really cheap move. And I was shocked it wasn't a penalty or yeah, it wasn't illegal. But um, yeah, that play I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even thought that. But Josh Allen played lights out. And that's yeah, gonna come to play against the the Chiefs. But man, he they've just we already said it. But man, they they have like really turned around. 
You know, there was all the 9-11 talk, you know, and then they fired their OC and it actually worked. Like, how amazing is that? That never works out. You know, when you're firing your offensive coordinator, it's like, okay, we'll see you next year. You'll figure there, it out. They were 6-6 six and six dead in the water. Everybody right. wrote them off and then... They just got hot, and then the Dolphins decided to also suck. So <laughs> that's true. It worked out for the Bills, but that's that's yeah. how it works. I, I, I've said it. Bills are they're a scary team in the playoffs, and uh, they're going to host the Chiefs, which we'll get to here in a second. But final Monday night game of the wild card round: Baker Mayfield's Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the depressing. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this to me felt like an Eagles team that just quit. They didn't want to be there. There was no effort. It was honestly terrible to watch. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I don't really, I, I don't have much to say because everybody saw this coming. Like, Eagles are done. There's something wrong. And they have no shot of even remotely winning a playoff game against a very, very average Buccaneers team. That is, yeah, that is very fair, actually. You bring up a good point there because Tampa has, and Baker Mayfield has the potential of getting hot and winning these kind of games. But, I mean, this this is the game of the week of, like, the Eagles didn't even show up. He, he scored nine points against the Bucs. This, like, um, this was like a perfect storm of how bad the, off, the Eagles' offense has been and how predictable it's been. Because everybody's saying, like, they're calling out their plays and all this. And then a, just a perfect game plan from Todd Bowles you know, a perfect defensive game plan, like just a perfect storm of both of those things adding up to just completely shut out, you know, a Super Bowl runner up, you know, <laughs> like that's, it's really shocking. Like the, the complete downfall that the Eagles have taken. I mean, they had a safety in this game and they, they just looked completely out of sorts. They, oh, they didn't convert a single third or fourth down the entire game. 0 for 11. They were, yeah. It was (laughs) that is shocking. It was horrendous to watch, and yeah. So obviously the Buccaneers moved on, but with this comes some news. The longtime center of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, told his team he's hanging up the cleats. He's retiring, and Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers of his generation, obvious Hall of Famer, and. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to have an interesting offseason. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure Nick Sirianni is safe. Um, we'll see. Seeing, <laughs> yeah, seeing his owner up in the uh, the suites there, like just the stone face that he had, and the compl- again that just the downfall of. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk of like after they lost uh, Shane Steichen, it's just there's been no creativity, and that's why they they it's not you know 
Nick Sirianni's not the guy. It's basically like what everybody's pointing the finger to. And they've, and they've uh, just lost the locker room. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And they've they they were quick to get rid of Doug Peterson too. So and Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni yeah. lost one. So don't be surprised if there's some changes in Philadelphia. That coach is a goofball. <laughs> yes, he is. But let's take a uh, look ahead of, to the divisional round. Um, starting with the Saturday games, obviously the Ravens are the one seed and they're hosting the Houston Texans at 3.30 on Saturday. I think, I think this is going to be a game. Um, I think I haven't given the, the Texans enough credit, but after watching them do what they did against a decent Browns team, uh, I think they're going to give the Ravens some some trouble. I mean, I think the Ravens have the best defense in the league and obviously have the likely MVP in Lamar Jackson at their at quarterback, so... I'm leaning Ravens here, but I don't think it's going to be, but I think it's going to be close. I think I will agree. I think the the Ravens have that kind of Chiefs mentality of you give them an extra week to prepare and you're going to be severely disadvantaged on top of having the MVP and John Harbaugh, who desperately wants, you know, to win another one. Um, yeah, it's I think it's gonna be a, a tall order for even CJ Stroud as as good as he's been. Uh that's yeah, I really do. I think uh Ravens will will take this. Yep. Uh evening game on Saturday, again another one seed, the 49ers uh host the Packers. I think, I mean, I think the 49ers are going to be the NFC representative for the Super Bowl. So I'm picking the 49ers. They have the best roster in the league. They have one of the four best coaches in the league and um, two MVP kind of candidates. They have uh, in Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and then defensively, they're great as well. So it, <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, I think the 49ers are just going to pick the Packers apart, but I was wrong already once about the Packers. So maybe I will be again. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, yeah. Unfortunately I do agree. I can't go <laughs> against the Niners. I honestly think they still, Probably eat my words, but I, I do think they have the edge over the Ravens. We'll get to that when we figure out who wins this game, but in a couple of weeks anyway. But yeah, I I don't really see the Niners losing to the Packers as good as they've been. I mean, it's, yeah, it's at Levi Stadium, and that's, again, a tall order for not a rookie, a guy who has played very strange games, and like you said earlier, there there very well could be, you know, ups and downs like he's had all season. So, 
I think I'll take Niners as well. Yep. Sunday afternoon, Lions host the Bucks. I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. I like the Lions by by ten here. I I'm like unless Baker just wakes up feeling like crazy. I just the Lions are hot. They're in a much better uh kind of uh I can't even think of the word, but they're they're not the Eagles. The Eagles are obviously like a, a right. disaster where the Lions are a very well coached team, they have a great culture. They're they're riding high after accomplishing what they did uh this weekend. And we've seen the Bucks not be able to score a touchdown against the Carolina Panthers like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I like the Lions easily uh, on Sunday. Well, I agree, and I won't rehash what I just said again for two games. <laughs> but I think I think the Buccaneers knew what was going on with the Eagles. I think everybody knew, and they had home field advantage and all the confidence in the world. So I really don't see them having that same type of feeling, you know, actual, that kind of confidence going into Detroit. Detroit is, I mean, just a talent wise, a much better team. And yeah, honestly, the Bucks are lucky that they found those types of Eagles, that, that type of Eagles team to even move on to this second round. So yeah, we'll both take the lines. Yep. And for the final game of uh, the divisional round, the Bills host the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the first time the Chiefs are going to go on the road in the playoffs in the Patrick Mahomes era. Bills, very hot team. Chiefs looked as good last week as they have in two months. Bills and Chiefs met at Arrowhead earlier this year and came down to Kadarius Tony lining up offsides. I think the Chiefs were going to win that game. Um, obviously, they didn't, but I'm having trouble here. I think uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, and I know that that's probably silly based off of everything I've said over like the last month about the Chiefs, but I just like Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and bills like i said they earned it they were playing the pittsburgh steelers so this is gonna be a little bit of a different matchup than what the bills just played yeah and this is i mean the bills fans are gonna be insane because that's all anyone's talking about is the Chiefs have always had the home field advantage and now you're in our house. <laughs> you know, like that's the one thing where, yeah, they, they finally get to, to say, okay, now you're playing us in the playoffs. Let's see how you do. Um, The one kind of bright spot, you know, the Bills have kind of stumbled in a lot of these wins. I mean, they've won six in a row since they lost to the Eagles in overtime. You know, in 
week 12. But, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about, you know, the Bills. Um, you know, haven't really looked super great in a lot of games recently. I would say in the last couple of weeks, they've looked a lot better. But I feel like the only kind of bright spot here is like maybe they get a little overconfident and they kind of do what they've done always against the Chiefs. I mean, the 13 seconds is only one example, you know, of, the, of them coming up short. They think they had it in the bag and the Chiefs always pull it out. Now, again, most of them games have been at Arrowhead, but I do. I feel like the Chiefs, if if they can win this game, that's that's what it'll be. It's, you know, them being a little overconfident, like a lot of these other blowout teams, like the, you know, the Cowboys and these types of, you know, upsets. Like, th- this is what, you know, could actually happen. Like, these guys being a little too overconfident. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they are completely prepared this time. Because honestly, they've they've had a lot of a lot of defensive. Um, I don't know how many of these guys. Again, it's Tuesday night. We'll see throughout the week. But they lost half their defense was injured against the Steelers at the end of that game. So that that could that could help the Chiefs a lot too. Yeah, I think the key for the Chiefs this week to win is red zone. Yeah. Score score touchdowns. Don't settle for field goals. Get in the end zone. Yeah. That's that's to me, I think, what's going to be the difference between a win and a loss on Sunday night. Yeah, they play their game. You know, they have those long drives that they've just really not had recently. I mean, before uh, last game, but yeah, they can have sustained drives, keep the ball in their hands, and... I don't know. This is going to be a great game. <laughs> it's going to be such a great game. There was so many plays, kind of like the the Packers versus the Cowboys. There was just wide open. Now again, the the Steelers are playing incredibly soft defense against the Bills yesterday, but they just they have so much potential for explosive offense. You know, especially with Josh Allen. I've never really seen Allen go that crazy against the Chiefs before. So I think. You know, with the how good the defense has been playing, you know, and Spags is probably gonna have a, a really good game plan. But yeah, this this is definitely gonna be, especially for us, this will be the game of the week. I think you know, <laughs> any games the you know the Niners and Ravens are playing is gonna be amazing. But this with the, you know, the uh, the kind of rivalry that they built up, this this really kind of. We'll build this game up to be really good. Yeah. Uh, we had an awesome super wild card weekend and I'm looking forward to what looks like a really solid slate of games for the divisional round. Um, that's all we have this week. If you would follow us on X at Pod Kingdom, interact with us. Uh, Tyler pretty much handles our social media. Um, he tweets all the time particularly during the games you'll see him very active so get in there um tell him you know hey that's a bad take argue with him or just say hey love the show or if you want to if you want to if you want us to talk about something specific or you just want to send us an email email us at footballkingdompod at gmail.com and we'd love to interact with you and uh 
you know, talk to our listeners. But thank you so much for listening. We'll see you after the divisional round.